Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. The Taurus season, we are here. Yeah, and there's Mercury in Taurus now, and Venus, and Uranus has been in Taurus for a while and continue to be in Taurus. There's a lot right now, all being squared by Saturn. How does that play out if things are squared by Saturn? Generally? Well, then it creates something kind of dynamic. And if it's a square, I mean, there's something that's sort of in the corner, like you're seeing it on the side and mm. it's forcing something to happen. Could be an opening square, a closing square, but it's forcing some sort of action. Mm. And with Saturn, it's often like eliminating something or grounding something or maturing something. So... Taurus already is wanting to be grounded. So Saturn's there saying, okay, like this is the moment, although Saturn is in Aquarius. So it's also like futuristic thinking, like what's the next form this is going to take? And I think that's what the planet Uranus and Taurus, that, that whole transit is going to be about, you know, breaking down a form, which is what we, I think we're experiencing right now with the pandemic too, right? Like all these different forms have broken down and what to do with the body, how do we maintain things? We can't maintain things anymore. We have no idea what we're maintaining, but it's like change. Mm -hmm. There's so, so much change to all the forms, right? It's so many levels right yeah. now. I think the Saturn is there to sort of right now to say, okay, like let's get this show on the road and let's find something, some idea that's going to stick, some form that's going to stick. Yeah. So I think we're feeling a lot of limitation right now. You know, like we're all kind of sick of being in lockdown or quarantines or, you know, not being able to do stuff. And I have noticed too, it's funny, people are dressing up a bit more. Mm -hmm. They're coming to the point where they're sick of being in their sweatpants. So they're <laughs> finding ways of doing that. Like on Sunday, we all dressed up. We met at eight o'clock in the morning on Zoom, all dressed up. Another one of the women have gone swimming in the ocean in the UK, all dressed up. So I think we're kind of sick of like not being able to do stuff and finding ways of pleasure, which is Taurus. Mm -hmm. Like what brings you pleasure? What feels good to you? Space Court. Space Court. We invite you to join us as we explore the Taurus archetype. Yeah, it is interesting. I have a lot of friends in the mainland and my sister's kids in that mix also that are going back to school. Mm. And school just being this very hard transition of like yeah right not how it used to be you know and trying to find that middle ground and yeah yeah where's the value in there like traditional astrology Taurus is always about values we would like to introduce you to astrologer Kate Rusko Virgo Sun Gemini Moon Pisces Rising like what yeah what do you value in that like what's what's the worth of it yeah. really because we yeah. we've done so many things just unconsciously we just mm. do it because it's done mm -hmm. and now we're being forced to reevaluate everything yeah crazy. fascinating that's crazy. times that's for sure 
And with Hawaii, like a lot of the tourists are coming because of the vaccines and things. So we're seeing Mm. spike in numbers and also spike in populace. Like there's an issue around that because I have a friend who lives on uh, Maui Mm -hmm. and she says that, you know, they're sort of two different worlds, like the world of the tourists who come and who congregate and who are not social distancing. Mm -hmm. But yet the Hawaiians are having, you know, their kids are not allowed to go to school every day and they're Mm -hmm. not allowed to have group this and group that. Mm and She's not very happy with the situation. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a shared sentiment. Things are opening back up. It's but if they open up, then it has to open up for everyone. I feel like that's one of the lessons of COVID also, this inconsistency. We would like to introduce you to astrology student, Rachel Villaverde. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon. Gemini Rising. Like, oh, if it opens yeah. up, it opens up for everyone. But it's like, nope, not actually. It's opening up for this little pocket or demographic. You know, it's like, wait, yeah, wait. yeah. So it's causing that kind of conflict and that friction. Yeah, and the kids are the ones, I think, who are, in a way, suffering the most. For sure. They, they don't have any choice. They have no agency. Mm-hmm. And they're told, no, you can't go to school, or you have to go to school, or you have to go online. And it's interesting for them. We'll see what happens later. Actually, I was told that they expect them to not mature as quickly as previous generations. Maturity in which way? Let's Social say grade, maturity? Yes, like a grade eight will still be having grade eight problems in grade nine because they just haven't had the situation, I guess the situations within which to mature. The forms are not there. So there's going to be a slowing down of the maturation rate. I'm curious what the outer planets and like the North Node of that generation is, you know, because Mm. that's probably indicative of like the side effects of like, okay, so you're not going to mature in these ways. So it's going to force this acceleration. Okay. You know? Yeah. So the North Node since last June has been in Gemini, which is about communication, playfulness, freedom, which is kind of ironic, Mm. (laughs) but it is very creative. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think these kids are having to rely on their creativity mm-hmm. and their imaginations, hopefully, hopefully not just their devices. And like Gemini is the poor eternus, like the eternal youth, <laughs> the one who doesn't want to grow up. <laughs> and, and those of us with Gemini in our charts have an appreciation for that. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, guilty, guilty. So guilty. So guilty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no need. There's no need to grow up. Peter Pan syndrome. Freedom. (laughs) Let freedom ring. Yeah, so there'll be a bit of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank thank goodness. And then then it will move actually into Taurus. The next sign will be Taurus Mm. for the North Node. So Mm. we'll be really grounding and North Nodes are in a, is it year cycle, year and a half cycle? It's, yeah, it's about, a, it's about 18 months. 18 okay. months. Yeah. So yeah. eventually Uranus will be on the North Node. So that should be an interesting time because mm. that'll be big change. Mm. Big, big change. That'll be in 2022. Okay. Um, not that we need more change. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we're primed and like uber prepared for this change. You know, all the uncertainty has definitely been a great training ground. Yeah, yeah. And then the same year, Jupiter will conjunct Neptune in Pisces. Oh, yeah. Like, things are just in so much flux. Mm. Amazing. 
Amazing. But now we have to get through this tourist season and enjoy like, you know, spring in the Northern hemisphere. Venus is still in her underworld phase. So she's in within 10 degrees of the sun until the beginning of May 3rd. So there is a lot of being on the hook kind of energy, not a lot of wiggle room. Does that mean that no one's getting their pleasures right now? (laughs) Well, I think you can, but you have to be very specific about what it is. We fool ourselves into thinking a lot of things give us pleasure, but they don't. Mm. It's more like habit, but like, what do you really want to receive? Like, what do you really want to receive? And can can you let yourself receive it? Yep. So I think we're feeling a constriction perhaps so that that becomes really clear. And then it's like, yeah, no, I want this. No, I don't want that. Mm. And I can choose. I can like allow myself to choose because Taurus is an archetype that hasn't been very valued because it is about receiving, mm-hmm. at least in the shamanic astrology paradigm, like in traditional astrology, it's a bit different. It's more about your values and relationship and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. But when you think about it in terms of receiving, who's valued receivers? <laughs> like nobody, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like more, more been like of a sin, even with this whole transit of Uranus, the planet Uranus and Taurus, it's like, what are our new ideas around receivership? Yeah. Am I allowed to receive? And you know, a little more grounded and Taurus really recognizes worth like and mm-hmm. something that has quality and something that's mm-hmm. going to last. Mm-hmm. So like what, what are we going to create that's going to last mm-hmm. and what is going to give us pleasure in the long run, not mm-hmm. just some short term gain. Yeah. Sustainable pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Sustainable pleasure. I, I'm realizing I'm going through that right now, trying to figure mm. out where is that and can I really claim it and say, yep, that's what I want. Yeah. Just that, not 10,000 things, just that one thing. Mm. I want to do that and then put the stakes in the ground around it and say, yep, that's it. You know, And both Mercury and Venus are in the underworld. They're both within 10 degrees of the sun. So it's the underworld because we can't see them because they're so close mm. to the sun, right? So they're, they're lost in the glare. So they vanish from, mm. the, from the evening sky. They're communing with the sun, which mm. is burning them up and speaking to them and changing them and morphing them into something else. So when that happens, you may not have a lot of clarity. We just need to surrender. Easier said than done. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of Taurus energy, especially the next few weeks, uh, until Venus rises again, the evening sky, and then Mercury will move into Gemini. Mm -hmm. So if you go out around May 3rd, May 4th, in the evening sky, you'll see Venus, a very bright star, right as the sun Mm -hmm. is setting. And nice. she's beginning her, her evening star journey. And that's, that's a phase of wisdom. Mm. She's done a lot. You know, she's had already this morning star journey where she travels to the morning star, morning sky, and then she vanishes and then she rises again. And so it, it's the wise woman coming mm. up. So we'll see what, what she has to communicate because then, you know, Mercury will have moved into Gemini and will want to, you know, share, <laughs> chat and hit the North Node. And then Venus will move also into Gemini. So yeah, there'll be a lot of, a lot of communicating. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Do you have any Taurus in your chart? I have Saturn in Taurus and it squares my Venus. So it does have like, you know, some significance in my chart. And I look mainly at the, at Inner planets in terms of mm. archetypes. I don't mm-hmm. so much focus on the outer planets, yeah. but I can see that it really helps me to ground my creative mm. ideas. My Venus is in, in Leo mm. and Leo's fire and it could be all over the place, but I'm pretty good at getting things done. Like when I decide I'm going to do something. 
yeah. that Saturn is very, very, very helpful because I will do it and I will want it to be of high quality. Mm. I guess that's the Taurus part of it. Mm. You have a lot in the second house. Yeah. I always forget what's in my first house versus my second house because my cancer, I think, is first and second or second and third. So I think I have sun, moon, mercury, and maybe my north node. I use whole houses, mm-hmm. whole house signs. So all the cancer falls in the second house for me. So I have your moon, your north node, mercury, and sun. That's, yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot in the second house. And I think it plays out in my relationship with, yeah, value for sure. And that, that can look a number of different ways. But like value of the home and what home means. And that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to mean... I, I did an episode of Sinistry a, a couple weeks ago. And it was between two people that had... I think their moon was in the fifth house. And mm-hmm. our sinister say was saying how that's just where they feel most home in creating and in having fun and in like lightness. And mm-hmm. they were expressing that when they lived in a home together, they didn't have furniture. It wasn't very homey for like four or five months because they were just doing project after project and like performance <laughs> after performance. And this idea and this notion that home is like kind of this aesthetic or this feeling, like it is very much a feeling, but that feeling can be housed in a lot of different ways. Right. Very um, true. Yeah. So, so that just got me thinking also how I think I feel very home in, yeah, I guess quality of, I guess myself. I don't know. It's something I'm still trying to decipher and decode, but material things is also something very interesting for me because it's either I'm like attached to them or I'm not at all. <laughs> and I, and right. I don't really have an in-between of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think that's the cancer too. It's like it's like either someone's in your family or they're not, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. when it's they're not in your family, you're like, mm, you're just not in my family. So why yeah. would I really take care of you? Because that's the cancer thing. It's like it's very it's very much about these personal relationships. Mm-hmm. So as far as possessions, yeah, it'd have to be something I think that would have sentimental value for you. Yeah. Well, and I can find sentiment in so many things. Like I can anchor emotions in mm-hmm. objects. Like mm, a lot of my rituals right. up being there like necklaces or like things that I'll wear through seasons, yep. you know, yep. and like yep. that is charged with like <laughs> the spirit of me. Well, um, that makes total sense. Cancer in the second house, I would say. When do you let those go? <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting. So I just went to this farmer's market the other day and it was this strange like thrift store set up, but it had like my childhood CD collection in $6. Like there was New Kids <laughs> on the Block, there was Paula Abdul, there was like just CDs that I hadn't seen since I literally yeah. was like eight years old, you know, and they were in mint condition. And I was like, my childhood is here in $6. And then there were like some crazy pants from the eighties, like in everything in mint condition. I ended up walking away with like $33 and I just kept telling the woman like, I'm swapping out like this is going to replace like whatever I currently have like I'm not into <laughs> accumulating more however right, I'm doing right. that right now with this purchase so there's like all these other things that have to go I don't know it was also just like an uber nostalgic like moment where and very impulsive where I was like okay I'm getting all of it I'm getting all of it <laughs> now like this is amazing <laughs> but yeah I think I also definitely struggle with that uh time to let it go 
Yeah. And you have Chiron in Taurus. That's my wound, right? My childhood wound. Yeah, wound. I also see it as like a lot of genius. So it would be around the body and mm. around, you know, worth mm. and again, receivership, mm. whether there are any stories you have around that yeah. and also whether like, but also there's, there's a part of you know, your genius is, is within that mm. area. So mm. like, how to create something of quality, or, you know, you could be very artistic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or you could have, you know, it could be someone who has uh, a wounding to the body, mm. like just very plainly and simply. Yeah, my body oh. and I definitely have an interesting relationship. I like definitely <laughs> put it through the ringer. Like I put <laughs> it through the test of the times, like <laughs> whether it's deprivation or excess, like <laughs> we're definitely oscillating between those two worlds. <laughs> I mean, always in gratitude. I mean, my body has served me extremely well, all things considered. Body journey is an ongoing one. The body loves, <laughs> for sure. The human love, you know, like the humanity, like the body is so human and mm-hmm. restricting in that way. Yeah, um, right. I know. Yeah. And I think I definitely have some beef with that. <laughs> I don't like limitation or restriction. <laughs> I think, well, I think that's one of the things about being human. Yeah. You have to deal with constantly is the limitation of the body, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> resilience, though. That's why I kind of yeah, go back right. and forth. Like there are super amazing abilities. Yeah, and like body. we receive pleasure through the body. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yep, kind of important. You can't eat a donut without a body. <laughs> Cannot. There are many things you can do, like when you're back to your etheric self, but you need a body for many other things. Mm. So interesting. Chiron and the Taurus. Yeah. And what else to say about Taurus? Uh, mm. Slowing down. Taurus likes to take things very slowly. Likes to keep things going. Wants to make sure they last. Mm. So that's why it's kind of slow to change. And we talked about you know Aries last time, whether Aries was stubborn or determined. Right you know, Taurus is stubborn because it doesn't want change. It wants to maintain things, maintaining Mm. life. And it's the polarity to Scorpio, Mm. which constantly wants to kill things, (laughs) you know, Mm. like let it die. Mm -mm. And Taurus like, no, I want it to live forever. Mm. I want it to stay forever. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it's a harder transition from the airy season to the Taurus season because of that pace of, fast to slow or that reputation or do you think it's harder from Taurus to Gemini because with this idea of like right. maintaining the slow like or is it really just that hard shift of like and we're downshifting and we're upshifting <laughs> and you know uh, I think so I mean that's the way it is right and I think we can't always stay Aries Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't always stay the frenetic Gemini either. That's why it goes from like, if you look at the chart, this it's constantly changing energies. If you're careful and you follow the seasons, then you can maintain a really nice pace for yourself. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're, and, and this is why we have so many problems, right? Because we're so disconnected from the idea of seasons even. Mm-hmm. Our bodies have no rhythm anymore. Yeah. We're just completely off all the time. And then we wonder mm-hmm. why we have pandemics. <laughs> Get back into the rhythm. Get back into the rhythm. Yeah, I I pulled a card before we got on, actually. And Mm. I pulled Earth Pulsing, 
pulse of the mother, slow down time and nature. And mm. I thought, yeah, that's pretty much Taurus. <laughs> and it's a picture of a woman kind of lying in a valley and there's a, a waterfall and she's on flowers and really nice. That's super Taurus. And I, actually, I went to have my hair cut this morning. The one who washed my hair gave me the mm. longest massage. And I mm. thought, wow, she's really t- tapping into Taurus. <laughs> everybody's doing it and I will receive I will lie Mm. here and receive gratefully (laughs) yeah yeah receiving manifesting has come up the past week and I Mm -hmm. uh, I was asked and kind of looking at like how I manifest in this and I think so much of that has to do with receiving manifesting because I feel like manifesting is happening all the time it's just a matter of allowing and a matter of receiving Uh, you're so right yeah. And, and so often we don't recognize even what's been manifested. Like an unawareness. You know? and yeah, an unawareness and unappreciativeness around it. I mean, consciousness is always bringing up stuff, right? Yep, definitely. Just creating, 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 creating. Nonstop, and nonstop. Yeah. Do you know much about granddaddy power period? No, never heard of it. It's a Jan Spiller term. And apparently it's when the sun is illuminating your 11th house. So in my chart, I'm like at the latter part of mine because my 11th house I think is Aries. Mm -hmm. So I'm at the latter part of it and it's supposed to be this like potent manifesting time. And when you were talking Hmm. about values and when you were talking about really getting like detailed and specific, that's definitely something that's come up for me during like these journalings of what I want to receive. But yeah, it's a terrible name, Granddaddy Power Period. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a 70s group or something. 100%. Like disco. And, oh my yeah. gosh. And her videos on it are hilarious and so <laughs> 70s. Like, I do love her work 80s, though. But <laughs> yeah, I do love her work. She was amazing. Little shout out to Jan that's, Spiller and the Granddaddy yeah, Power that's... Period. <laughs> I wonder how that works with, let's say, progressed chart, whether that works as well. Look that up, but that'd be that'd be super cool to know. So, uh, so when it's in the eleventh house, that's when you can manifest the most. Yeah, and obviously, you also want to be mindful of the moon, like void, of course, because I think it's Mm -hmm. following new moon to new moon cycle and. Yeah, that's my understanding. This is my second year giving it a go. And last year was pretty spot on. And like this year, I'm finding it to be pretty good as well. Meaning as I'm like very focused and very intentional on like what I'm writing and what I'm wanting, it's like, yeah, it's coming pretty quick. The idea of like, yeah, what really matters and what I truly value and getting specific about that and sustainable pleasure specifically is certainly something that I've had a lot of like meanderings about like, Oh yeah. What do I want to like moving forward? Like what are the anchors of this Mm -hmm. desire um, or this wish or. Yeah. And if you're going from a Taurus perspective, it really has to be about what gives you the most pleasure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been using also the term like life-giving. Like I want to be mm-hmm. around energies that are life-giving. And if anything is depleting me, I really oh, yeah. need to create very strong no's. Like I'm trying to get into no a lot more. I hate saying no. I hate receiving no. <laughs> I love yes so much. And, <laughs> and technically a no is a yes to something else. So I've already played that game. Right. But yeah, like it's, no it's, needs to happen. <laughs> I know. I know. Me too. And, and But it's very hard for a cancer moon to say no. 
<laughs> it really so is. Hard. I rarely so hard. say no. I rarely. Yeah. It's so rare. You it's would rather kill hard. yourself <laughs> than say no. It's like, no, that'll kill me, but it's okay, I'll do it because you asked me and I need to serve you. So uh, I will do this for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to put myself in that spot. So it's like serve myself and then I can fully serve others, you know? And that's Yeah, it's it, the whole put the oxygen mask first on yourself mm-hmm. before others. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, all these things coming up. But yeah, seems really appropriate for this season and good time to check all those things that are life-giving and make boundaries mm-hmm. around them and yeah choose pleasure choose pleasure yeah make yourself a castle i love to think about Taurus as the castle mm. and it has everything it needs within it and the nice moat around it with drawbridges that can be brought up <laughs> mm. you know yep yeah like a lot of self-sufficiency and sovereignty mm. also is a big thing for for that archetype you know having your values clear and other people, you know, need to respect them. Mm. And they come to you on your terms, not on their terms. Mm. Love it. Definitely love this season. I'm excited to be horizontal quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, eating grapes on a divan. That's like really good. (laughs) Tourist imagery. (laughs) Yep, for sure. (gasps) Space cord, space cord.